0: Today's podcast is brought to you, in part, by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100mg of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the 4-star tube set with flavors such as Blue Raspberry, Cherry Blossom, War Cherry, and Freedom Berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking think something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. And welcome to Bloomscast, my name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasmal Blooms, and I am coming to you pre a from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Now, before I get started in here today, first and foremost, I want to let y'all know, I'm going to be making a couple of callbacks to earlier podcast episodes, just because they are key to today's topic, which in itself is a throwback to last week's episode. So, if you missed it, or if you've forgotten, which, to be honest... I can barely remember anything for a day. I need to get back on that elevate shit. But anyway, <laughs> um, for those of you who may have forgotten, last week when I first started recording, I made a joke. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna next week's episode. I'm just gonna make it about not being perfect and how being perfect is dumb. because you know, yeah. I'll be real with you. I don't know what was going on with me last week, but. I genuinely, like, could not keep a straight thought for a minute. And I sat down, I did think about it, I did sleep on it a little bit. I was like, you know what, to be entirely fair with myself, it's probably just a little bit of a reminiscence of what stress and everything else I had going through this, may, or this big work project. And now, at the time of recording, I have fully recovered everything that was broken... I'm hoping that in these next couple of weeks I can either take a little bit of downtime here or there or, you know, do anything else to kind of ground myself back 120%. You know, I've been looking forward more to my weekly walks. I'm missing the Fox Wife so much, dude. Like, I'm I'm gonna use the power of podcasts to toss this out there. Yo, if y'all have any open positions, let your boy know because... I need my weekends back with my girl. And this this shit blows. Like, genuinely, I miss this girl so much during the week. But, that said, I have started to, you know, branch out a little bit. And see what I can't get myself into. So, hey, maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll be like, hey, uh, I need to take a couple of weeks off. Because I'm moving. Who knows? But, all that to say, I am... Hoping it in these next couple of weeks, I can kind of calm down a little bit. I'm excited to say that the Foxwife and I are considering looking at wedding venues. For those who are interested in the plumes background, lore. But, (laughs) you know. I'm really just stupidly excited for that. And even if we move, we were like, this is still where we're going to go. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. But I am going to be making a couple of callbacks back to previous episodes because, you know, unfortunately by the nature of the podcast itself, there's a lot of things to cover and not a lot of time to cover it. So, I may be making a callback to when we we're talking about how to make goals and resolutions. You know, one thing I've specifically noted down for this week is I want to talk about SMART goals again, which, if you remember all the way back in January, that was specific Measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. Because, let's be real, we're talking about perfectionism. Now, I'm going to be real with you, alright? Let me pull back the covers of Plumes Productions and talk to you just as the content creator for a little bit, not, not as the voice of wisdom, but as the friend that you sit next to who, you know, is about to trauma, (laughs) which heads up, if you're not in a good headspace to hear this, that's completely fine. Pause this. Give yourself some time. It's not going to be anything bad. I'm going to be real with you. It's mainly me just saying that sometimes after I finish a podcast or after I finish a Twitch stream, I sit there. I'm like, bro, was that really the best I could do? Like, I am, in all aspects, my own worst judge. You know, I will sit here and degrade myself openly. And just be like, bro, uh, like, if somebody was doing this for as long as I have, and hasn't hit the viewership or the goals, they will just retire. Why am I still doing this? I'm not... And, like, at the same time, if you ask anyone who listens to the podcast, anyone who watches a stream, they will 99% of the time be like, oh, that was such a good time, I have fun, Seth's so insightful, I love plumes and his information, yay! But to me, I'm like, god, you suck, you're terrible, stop, stop talking, you bitch, you know? It's a terrible mindset, one of which I'm gradually working myself out of. And it, I'm going to be real with you, you know, I try and teach myself new things all the time, so that way I can come here and talk to you all about how these life tips and everything else that I've picked up from books and from people on Reddit and from, you know, anywhere else in the world have helped me. This isn't one that I can really fake it to the make it. You know, I did figure out some key things from, you know, reading about stuff, how to, you know, how to really kind of grind myself down at least, or rather ground myself down. And I want to share that stuff with you today. And I want you to know, and like the reason I'm telling you all this is because I myself as your guru upon this journey, your know, friend sitting next to you, everything else, I'm not immune to this stuff some of the stuff you like some people would never have known that I sit here and I'm like bro what the fuck am I doing this like who am I helping you know and this isn't a cry for help genuinely this isn't one of those moments where it's like oh my god, my channel is underperforming. If y'all don't go back and watch all of my podcast videos back to back to back, if y'all don't create a bot to watch all of my podcasts so I can get advertising revenue, I will die. No. It's nothing like that. And I promise you, I will never strive to be any kind of content creator like that. But, because there are some out there, it's fucking terrible. You know, the immediate one that I think of is Darkside Phil. But, Anyway, I really want to stress this, that even the people that give you advice, even the people who you talk to when you consult when you're down, they can be, you know, burdened by this as well. And they just don't show it, because it's hard, it's hard to come up and be like, yeah, no, you know, I... I'm too much of a perfectionist. I'm trying to do this, that, and the other. And if I don't do it perfectly, I just stop and I don't do anything at all. Or I get into my own head and I'm like, well, I, I, I no time, no this, no nothing. And I just stop myself. It's a terrible mindset. And I hope that you'll be able to take these tips here that I've kind of been working through myself. Again, I am not perfect for it. I'm not immune to it. As I've told you, I struggle with it quite a lot. And it comes and it goes. You know, sometimes I'm harder on myself than others. Like, to give you the perfect example, when we finished this project, I had a conversation with my boss. He came into my office and we were talking for a little bit and I was like, okay, you know, and I jokingly call him mentor because, you know, I have had a lot of good conversations with him. I'm like, look, be honest. What would you have done differently? And he looked at me and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just, I feel like I messed up in certain spots. Like, I don't feel like I did this right. I don't feel like I did that right. Like, to be specific about it, I'm like, I feel like I talked way too calmly. I feel like I talked way too low. I felt like, you know, I should have pulled the plug on some of this stuff. And he's like, no, you know, those are your absolute strengths. You're able to take high-level concepts and bring them down to a way that anyone can understand it. You worked incredibly hard during this. Because, you know, they did give me a bonus for it, and I felt like I didn't deserve it. I'm like, this this is nice, but genuinely, like, I, you know, it's just part of the job. But they're like, no, you know, you deserve this. So then my mind started kicking back. It's like, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And my boss sat there with me. And he's like, look, you know, you did as well of a job as really the bar was, you know, pretty high for you. But then you still went and went over the bar and took care of everything. You worked late. You worked hard. You made sure everything was ready to go. The thing you need to worry about The next project you have is being like being kinder to yourself because you know what? You're going to make mistakes. And that was one thing, too, that came into my notes for today's project or today's podcast was, you know, as you sit here and as you're being hard on yourself, you're not doing yourself any favors. Now, I'm telling you all this again as I kind of talk back to myself here. It's one of those things where it's such a hard skill to unlearn our hard mentality to unlearn and it comes from a variety of different sources in life for me it was i had alcoholic parents who if i got a b would kick my ass you know n- n- not always you know physically mainly verbally where I would get yelled at, I'd be screamed at. Depending on how drunk they were, they would straight out just start belittling me. And she's like, why didn't you do this? Why, you know, why didn't you turn this in? Well, where, where'd you lose it? You know, so on and so forth. To the point where they'd start taking things away. I grew up in a you-need-to-be-perfect household. When I got older, it was even worse. Because my mom would tell me... We can't afford your college. You need to get scholarships. You need to get, you know, a... You need to maintain, like, a 3.8 GPA. You need to be this, that, and the other. And, unfortunately, as high school came around, I didn't necessarily get lazy in my work. My priorities just kind of changed. Where it wasn't, you know, oh, I was focusing only on my studies... It was all of a sudden, I was working on the weekends. My time for rest suddenly became, I need to make money. I was out late for a good number of nights trying to make money. And so my grades slipped a bit. Now, did I walk out of, you know, high school with like a 3.79? Yeah. Did I get, you know, did I try and talk to some of my professors and be like, hey, can we do anything about this? And they're like, "Eh, we want to help you, but we can't. You know, I remember my mom being so voraciously pissed off at me. She's like, you threw away, you know, this scholarship. Because the way... And I'm not entirely sure how scholarships work in the other states and other parts in the world. But for my little region of Georgia, my state of Georgia, they have two different scholarships. They have... The Pell Grant, which is anything uh, 3.8. It was like 3.75 or 3.8 or higher. You had to maintain that in high school and college. I, unfortunately, I don't remember what it was, but I just remember barely missing it. But then they had Hope. Hope Scholarship was, you? I think it was a 3.5 little more lenient, but if you got the Pell Grant, it covered like 90% of your college tuition. The Hope Scholarship carried, covered like eh, 70-ish. Now, as time went on, those numbers would go lower and lower, and the requirements to get in them were even higher and higher. But, I remember my mom being so pissed off at me, like, how are you going to afford college? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? You're fucking up your entire life already. And it was in those moments that this mindset of I have to be perfect at every turn. I can't finish something and be like, all right, no, I did great. No, there's points for me to improve. That has caused my own self-destruction so many times. You know, whether that be from content creation, me getting into new hobbies. Like, I've been trying for a hot minute now to draw you know, I bring up my tablet, I start doodling a little bit, and then I just kind of, like, I look at it, I'm like, this looks like shit, and I stop. I'm staring at my drawing tablet right now for my computer. It's sitting on the side, getting like, gaining dust. And it sucks. I want to be more confident in my drawing, you know, so that way I can continue with it. But it's just, it's one of those things where it ain't perfect, so I must stop. There are other things in life like that for me as well. You know, again, talking about work, that has been a not crush point for me, but it has been one where I'm like, if I'm not being invited out to things, if I'm not part of certain meetings, if I'm not, you know, having conversations with these people, if I'm not, you know, if I'm all of a sudden not in these conversations with other people, it causes me stress. It causes me unjust stress, and maybe, just maybe, you see yourself in me as well. So, I want to talk to y'all, just for a little while. You know, this will probably be another 30-45 minute podcast here, not the full hour. But I want to talk to y'all just for a minute, and go over five things that I've been trying to get through with myself Some of the things we've already talked about before in the past, but I want to go through these five things with you that maybe, maybe they'll be just enough to get you onto the right path. Now, the very first thing I want you to focus on when you are having these perfectionist thoughts, you know, when you find yourself thinking, I need to be perfect, I want you to stop and ask yourself something real fast. I want you to ask, is this helpful? Or is it really realistic? Because in reality, a lot of these perfectionist thoughts that we have, especially a lot of the ones that I just shared with you, are rooted in unrealistic expectations. And instead, what you need to focus on is not perfection, but progress. Instead of fixating on the end result, celebrate the steps you're taking along the way. So let's take a step back And let's talk about my content creation again. You know, and I'm sorry for the amount of times I bring this up during the podcast, but it is the most relatable thing I think I can tell anybody in a room. You know, similar to views on Facebook, or likes on a comment, or, you know, upvotes on TikTok, whatever it may be. They're all numbers, right? And so when you sit here and you're like, man, this podcast didn't go well. This video didn't go well. This, you know, tweet didn't go well. I thought it was really funny. I put a lot of work into this. Instead of looking at at it. Words. (laughs) But instead of looking at it like, oh man, this was a flop. I want you to stop and take a second and figure out what things you've learned... In creating that, maybe you took a risk and you did a different kind of editing technique, and it was something that was completely new to you that you had to research some things on, and you you know compiled things differently, and maybe you have a new hardware that you're working with, it was all steps to create something better, even though this one didn't take off, who's to say that the next one won't? You get what I'm saying? Now, you have to be able to start embracing, and it's weird to say, but you have to start embracing, to some degree, the good enough mindset. You want to aim for a quality level that's good enough rather than striving for the unattainable. Because, as we talked about, you know, both in cooking streams and just anything in general that I have made... Every attempt at something is experience. The way you ought to look at it. And this is an obscure example. But I want you to start looking at these life experiences that you're going through. These attempts. Not as failures or successes. But points. Think of... And I know some of you may not be gamers. And if you aren't, how the hell did you find my (laughs) podcast? But... Think of it as experience points. Everything you do gets you a step closer to leveling up. Some things are 10 experience points. Some are 20. Some are 30. Some are 1. You know? But it's the little things that you do that gradually build your skills up. For example, when in cooking, for example. I really should stop saying for example. huh? But anyway, in culinary arts... When you start cutting something, all right, when you're first learning how to use a knife, all of us assume that you just you know, start uh, bouncing the knife up and down, using your wrist to carry the whole blade and bringing it down, when really you are ineffectively not only cutting the food, but you're dulling your blade at the same time. When in reality, you need to start, you know, keep the point of the blade down, and crush it. You know, lift the blade up, point down, bring the handle down, move the food over a little bit, and just start working it. Don't bring the blade up. Blade should never, or don't bring the point up. Point should never be off the ground. Point should always be pointing either down or away from you. If you start bringing it up and it starts pointing towards you, you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else. But you start working on it. And you start figuring out a way that works best for you. You start figuring out how to do the claw grip... ...so that way you're running the blade against your knuckles. That's something I still struggle to do. Because really, I don't feel like that was a technique made for left-handed people... ...but that, that's me, you know. <laughs> that's me being biased. But anyway... ...and as time progresses... ...as you cook more... ...and as you cut more... ...you gradually start finding yourself going faster and faster... Let's talk about something else for a sec. Typing. When you first started typing on a computer, you might have just done the two index finger approach, where you do the tick, 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 tick. Now, that might have worked for you before in the past, but you realize, like, your coworkers are all typing faster than you, so maybe you incorporate two fingers. And then you gradually go to three and four. Maybe you, you know, take a typing class. And you learn proper form. And all of a sudden, you go from 10 words a minute to 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. I'm over at 110. Now, granted, I work on this shit daily. But I didn't have that speed originally. It was something that I developed over time. Something that when I'm focusing on something, I'm in the zone, I can get up to 130. Now, do I still make mistakes here and there when I'm typing? Sure. But the point of it is, is every time I'm typing, I'm getting quicker. Naturally. Every time. And like, let's give you one more example. Let's talk about running. Let's talk about when you first start to exercise for yourself. Or even, let's go a step further back. When you're learning how to walk from crawling. First you learn how to crawl, then you learn how to walk, and then you learn how to run. Crawling took time. Crawling took practice and balance. The thing is, was we were babies. We didn't even notice that we were gradually improving. We just kept getting up and then falling over and crying. And then the next time we got up, we got a little bit further, we fell over, cried a little bit more. Then all of a sudden we're up and walking. You know, we stumble with our balance. Sometimes our parents have to hold us up so that way we can walk. And then all of a sudden, we're on our own. And then, you know, we see some kid run by and we're like, we want to catch up to that kid. And we start awkwardly flailing our arms. And it's not until, like, kindergarten do you figure out that you're supposed to pump your arms to the side. Because somebody teaches you. But every step you take, every step you make, you are growing. I wasn't watching. <laughs> I know I was starting to get into the song. I'm like, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and that's the best transition I can get for for the second point. Shifting your focus. See, you f- learn to focus on learning and growth. You learn how to use these mistakes as opportunities to learn and improve, not failures you start being able to celebrate your strengths and your accomplishments. And in doing so, you take time to acknowledge your unique talents and what you've already achieved from that. Let's go back to, you know, cooking. Maybe you go through and you're making new recipes and you're learning new things. Maybe you find out you have a really good taste for spices. Maybe you, like, and I think I'm one of those kinds of people. Where I will continuously add different spices to a dish that was never called for in a recipe. Because I know what tastes good. I've made plenty of recipes before in the past. I know what spices work well with different things. So sometimes I add, you know, cayenne pepper to things. Sometimes I add, you know, white pepper. Sometimes I add red pepper flakes. Just examples, of course. But... All of those were never called for in the original recipes. But it hits so much better. Sometimes I add Cajun spice. Sometimes I marinate things overnight. The thing is, is the more you do, the better you gradually become. You might, and again, you might fuck up throughout the way. You might come to a recipe, you might come to a hill that you can't climb. But it's the attempt that matters. Let me give you a perfect example of that. For maybe about two months, I could not cook salmon to save my life. And this wasn't that long ago. This was relatively recent. And it kind of made me stop cooking for a little bit because I fucked up salmon royally twice. It scared me away from it. Because I was like, damn, that was like 20 bucks worth of meat right there, gone. I can't do anything with it. If I eat it, it makes me sick. You know, I tried eating some of it, and I had to sit on the toilet for a little while longer. But it threw me off from cooking. And eventually, you know, the foxwife came in. She started cooking a little bit more, and I felt bad. I was like, damn, I used to cook so much. I need to get back in there. So that's what I did. I started with smaller recipes again. I took a couple of steps back. And I was like, you know what? These are more delicate recipes as I start going through. And eventually I went back to salmon and I was able to cook it just fine. You can't look at failures as stopping points. Maybe a point where you take a step back. Maybe you went a little too quick. Maybe your expectations a little too high. But you take a couple of steps back and then you go at it again. And see what happens. If you fuck up again, okay, cool. What did you learn from the first time, and what will you do different the second time? See, the whole point, and this is something that I've learned across the business side of things too, is when you are having these issues, these mistakes, these errors, a lot of the time, managers aren't going to come for your neck. For example, we had a termination. I... Fucked up. I can fully say I fucked up. This isn't me, you know, coming at it aggressively. This is me, you know, not giving the benefit of the doubt. So let me run you through the example. When we had this termination, this person had, you know, a coworker who worked out of their mailbox. And all of a sudden, the coworker tells their manager, Hey, a bunch of emails are missing, and I don't know where they are. So the manager comes to me and says, Hey, can you check into this and see what's going on? To me, I start doing my full fledged investigation, and I find a bunch of emails continuously being dropped in the recycle bin. And immediately, that screams to me, wait a second, why is there so much crap in the recycle bin? And so I end up having to restore it, and I tell the manager, I'm like, hey, I'm restoring this to how it was, but uh, yeah, no, I have constant records in the recycling bin. This person is deleting stuff. Well, when the conversation came through and they decided to let her go early because of that, the and a couple of other things, they were adamant that they didn't delete anything at all. They were storing it away. What should have happened then... Now, granted, they were, you know, in trouble as is, and things were already down south for them, so it was a great learning opportunity... But it turns out, when they were done with something, they were just tossing it in their recycle bin. Now, what should have happened the first time around is, you know, coworker A should have been, you know, aware enough that these emails existed within the recycling bin. And not cause a fire underneath them. But at the same time, and like, granted, I can't fully blame myself either. You know, because I don't have the luxury of being able to talk to these people. I don't have the ability to go up to them and be like, hey, I saw this oddity. Let me talk to you. You know, it's unfortunately now falls on the managers to go and do that. Especially in these dire straits. And unfortunately, you know, the person that was talking to her was already pissed off. So it, you know, escalated. It sucked. But there it is. You know, you find where you can learn from things. Thankfully, this didn't, you know, even come back to hurt me at all. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't even a slap on the wrist because I talked to my boss. I'm like, yeah, no, I guess, I guess it's a slap on the wrist. And he's like, no, it's not even that. You proved where you were thinking. Like, I don't think anybody could get mad at you for that. But you're right. The conversation should have been had. And, like, I kept saying to him, like, you know what's really throwing me off? If that was how I organized my stuff, I would have said that straight out and been like, hey, wait a sec. You know, I, I keep everything in the recycle bin. And maybe they just, they've been doing it for so long they didn't realize it. But that was one of the moments where I had to remember that users are people, too. And the stupid things that shouldn't be happening can happen. And it started a conversation between my boss and I, to which I said, you know, nobody should be storing actual work information in the recycle bin. And he's like, well, why not? I do that. And I looked at him, I'm like, why? And he's like, well, when I'm done with it, I put it there. I'm like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> but some people are stuck in their ways like that. And it's not any fault of his, it's not any fault of mine. It's just the way people are. Now Continuing on from that, you know, when you go through and you have these fuck ups, okay, you need to start finding meaning and purpose beyond the achievement, as it were, you know. So when you have these issues, you start being able to start defining success in things beyond the external validation, such as. Personal growth and connection and contribution. Now, granted, I wrote that one down and I wanted to read that because it sounded sexy. But, <laughs> it's, to bring it back to what I was talking about here, I could have kept beating myself up about how I possibly expedited somebody out the door. But, nothing bad happened to them. Nothing bad happened to the company. Nothing bad, you know, granted, you know, they were released a little bit earlier than planned, but they also got paid out for it. So it wasn't really that bad of a thing. It was a little extra vacation time for them. They already had another job lined up anyway. And that was kind of the whole thing that pissed off everybody. But, you know, it was an opportunity in which I could grow and what I can learn from. So I took it as that. Now... As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I was going to make a call back to earlier podcast episodes from the year. And I really want to embrace the SMART acronym that we talked about before in the past. Again, that's Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound Goals. And what I mean by all that, excuse me by the way... What I mean by all that is when you're striving for these new, grandiose projects, sometimes you have these big goals in mind, and you want to hit them no matter what, and fucking up just slows you down, that should be a point where you need to break down your goals some. Where you need to sit with yourself and be like, you know what, maybe going from 0 to 100 isn't the goal that it should be, maybe I should be celebrating... 5%, 10%, 15%, especially if it's something brand new to you. Now, I am kind of going to go over this in brevity because I have a whole other podcast episode about setting New Year's resolutions that should, you know, cover everything I wanted to talk about here. But to just go over it briefly, you take these large goals, these 0 to 100s, and break them down. And you start focusing more on the process of getting from 0 to 5, 5 to 10, 10 to 15 and not just the outcome. Remember, there's a fantastic saying out there. The journey er fuck. The reward is the journey, not the destination. I think the treasure the treasure is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> My brain kind of just blinked for a second. I was just like fuck. Now, I'm going to laugh with you for a little bit, okay? It's... This is something that I realized in talking with a friend not too, too long ago. That I have learned how to embrace feedback better. And learned how to embrace me making my own mistakes, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a long time. And they were telling me about some of the mistakes I made along the way. Some of the things i stupidly said back in the past. And some of the, you know, bold confidence I had that wasn't really founded. I, you know, some things that I took way too close to my own feelings. And even in, when talking to the fox wife about some of the things about our early relationship you know some of the stupid things I was saying back then i realized you know when she co- when she brings those up when we talk about them in present day i realized like damn how the fuck was i like that and i don't look back at those times and be like damn you know like why why like i will i do jokingly say like why the fuck did you stay with me i would have left like that's some bullshit but i do look at them nowadays, and realize, like, yeah, that was a mistake back in the day, but this person's still, you know, hopefully, madly in love with me. (laughs) You know, she's still here, she's still wearing my ring. Like, I must be doing enough right things to keep her around, you know what I mean? But use the feedback that you get from people, these conversations that you have from people, that talk about the awkward past and things like how you were back in the day, and use it as a chance to improve. You don't want to take that stuff from way back when personally anymore, because that's not you. That's not you anymore. And you know, this kind of bleeds into my last point here about practicing self-compassion, but you have to realize, as you continue to grow, as you continue to make mistakes, you yourself are no longer the person that you were yesterday or the day before or the week before or the month before. Every day is a ample opportunity for you to learn and to grow and to develop yourself even further than what you were yesterday. So when you hear about these things in the past, these mistakes that you made, the you know, the jokes that people bring up, you know, it in itself just kind of catches you for a little bit of a loop. You know, and sometimes we want to instinctively go back into our feelings and be like, well, yeah, I was, you know, mad about this, that, and the other. Like, fuck you. Instead of just laughing about it with everybody else and being like, yeah, no, I was a bit of a fucking idiot. You know, I... I've had the luxury of having many friends in my lifetime. And... I do sometimes wish I could talk to some of the people that i knew back in high school in particular, just to see how I was back then, you know, but when people tell me about my past, when people confront me with my mistakes that I made in the past and they're like, you're this, you're that being, I can tell you this with any confidence being able to be like, yeah, no, I was like that, I'm not like that anymore, is such a blessing upon itself, you know, it's hard, it's hard when you're in the moment and someone criticizes you, for you to actually reflect on it and take it, you know, not personally, but down the line after you've grown and somebody brings it back up, oh fuck yeah dude, you're going to sit there and you're going to laugh about it. And, just, and maybe you'll even apologize and be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I was, you know, this doesn't excuse my actions, but I was in my head that day. I was this. I was that. And you learn. You grow. And you're proud about the growth that you made along the way. It's one of those moments when somebody holds up a photograph of you. And you see how much you've grown as a person. You're no longer the kid that you were. You're no longer the novice that you were when you first started. You're a professional. You're a leader. You're a friend. You're a family member. You're everything that you wanted to be. Give yourself a bit of a break. And that in itself is the key piece I want to give you. Even if you don't realize it right now, compared to how you were back in the day, hey, maybe you're better, maybe you're worse. You know, but you are different from what you were back in the day. I think that part's kind of obvious, but sometimes we don't realize it. Sometimes, you know, we need that, hey, look at this photograph a moment. Every time it makes me laugh. But <laughs> it's... And you look back and you see yourself. And you see how you were, you see how you changed. You know, I'll be honest with you. When I see old photos of me in high school, or I watch old family videos, I hear how I speak, I hear or I see how I present myself, and I realize how much of it was a facade at times how much of it was, you know, genuine, and where my confidence and courage grew from. You know, I have this video. It is a video of my dad coming home drunk. It's one of the very few videos I have of my dad. But my mom and I confront him, and I'm recording it the whole time, Akin to what modern Karens do. Phone to the chest. Camera going. Trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And in it. My dad openly admitted. That if I was on the road. And he ran into me. He wouldn't care. And I can hear how. Like shaken I was back then. I can hear my voice crack. Nowadays. My dad, and mind you, my dad's been gone for years, getting close to eight years this year. But I listen to that recording sometimes, and I go back to that moment, and I feel how I felt in my mind during those terrible times. And I realize something. If anybody said that to me nowadays, if anybody, you know, said that to my fiancé even, I would be on them. Aggressive. Not in the sense of, you know, beating them up, but I would be laying into them. Because I realize, thanks to the wonderful person I have in my life, and all the wonderful friends and community that I have, I realize how precious a life is. I realize how precious my life is. Because without me, there's no plumes cast. Without me, my fiancé's, you know, on her own. Granted, she's got family and friends. I'm not, I'm not saying she would be completely alone. But without me, for example, my sister would have no one left in the immediate family. It's in these moments that you sit back And you realize what your worth is. And you realize how far you've grown. I wasn't the strong-willed, you know, young man that I am now, back then. I was strong, and I was willed. But two completely different things. I look at those moments with my head held high. And I realize... I am the motherfucker that would have taken my dad down if he had done anything like that. And I have taken him down before. But all that to say, I've grown so much. And I'm getting closer and closer to being the person I want to be. And that is what I hope for you as well. That after listening to these stories, you can sit down and evaluate yourself. And figure out where you've come from in life. Where have people taken advantage of you? Don't look at those moments, you know, begrudgingly. Be thankful for them. You learned, you grew, you continue to grow. And maybe you'll start marching towards perfection. Instead of always striving to be perfect. Because, to me, you're perfect just as you are. Who the fuck defines perfect anyway? Everybody's got a different uh, definition of it. You're doing just fine. Be proud of where you came from and where you're going. Woo! (laughs) That, that, That definitely took a bit of a more serious turn there. But I also think that is a fantastic time to end things off. But I do want to just say prior to, seriously, if you ever want to have a conversation about any of the stuff that I've talked about here, you're more than welcome to hit me up in the email I'm about to give you. Or reach out to me on Twitter or Discord or, you know, Twitch when I'm streaming. Like, let's have a conversation. I want to remind you, you're not alone in anything you're going through. We have this amazing community here. That wants to help people. That wants to talk with people. And more importantly, I want to talk with you too. Tell me your stories. Tell me your successes. Tell me your failures. And ask me, you know, how would how would you feel about this? I guarantee you're going to get a response. It's just how I roll. But, anyway. Remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to plumescast on spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube in the form of pods and you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com That email again is plumescast plumescast at gmail.com or if the podcast is enough blooms for you find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at phantasmagoria of plumes.blogspot.com that url one more time phantasmagoria of plumes.blogspot.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in and as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Till next time everyone, hey, be a little kinder on yourself. Doing fantastic. Bye-bye!